hit record. Hey, Scott, welcome to the Protectors. We are going to talk about Afghanistan. You're, yeah. um, before we get to that, though, last out film, Elegy of a Green Beret. Take a pause. Go check out the site. There's a GoFundMe still going right now. Last out film, Elegy of a Green Beret. It's amazing. I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen part of it, and it blows me away. But yeah, absolutely. Scott, former... Or is there ever really a former uh, Green Beret? No. Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, welcome. No, thanks for having me, Jason. And you know, it really is uh, life imitating art right now. If you watch that film, it'll give you chills even more now uh, in the final scene with my character, Danny Patton, a master sergeant in special forces, having his final conversation with his uh, dear friend and elder Malik John. And, and he says, um, when, you're, when your forces leave here, the Taliban will hunt my people and kill them. And he says, no, I'll be back, I promise. And I can't even watch the scene anymore, man. I mean, it's just like... Mm. I'm getting chills thinking about it, brother, because I, you know, I, I can't imagine, especially the SF, Foreign Eternal Defense, um, multiple deployments... Yeah. multiple on the ground talking with the, with everybody, man, and being such vested in that country as we all were, you know, I was an infantry officer basic course on September 11th. And yeah. I remember going to myself, man, we're all going to war someday. All of us. Cause it was infantry. Yeah. And to know that, you know, the long war, I remember, you know, when I was in Iraq, the long war, we were talking about Oh five Oh six thinking, okay, the long war, we're eventually going to end it, but you know, it's 2021. And we're ending it in such a shitty way. Yeah, it's it's just it's uh, it is so horrific, you know, and I've seen some horrible things just like you have, Jason. And and this is so horrific. Like and I, 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 I hate to say it, man, but I'm kind of embarrassed to be an American right now. I'm embarrassed. And I, and I never in my wildest dreams thought I would say that. But um, I am. And, and, and I, I, I am so uh, disappointed in our leadership. And I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to say that because it's our leadership. Like it, it is, you know, and, and uh, I wrote that film, that play, because I wanted to tell the story that's never been told by the people who lived it. And right now, man, you have going on in these signal chat rooms and, and private Facebook pages, a private public partnership that is doing the job of the U S government to evacuate Afghan partners who we promised to evacuate. And it's former Green Berets, former SEALs, former infantry officers, former U.S. aid workers working with those handful of heroes in the fight to get them out. And I've never seen anything like it, man. I, I haven't either. I'm. There are so many people within our, our IG community, our social media communities that are out there actually doing None of this bullshit, bro vet, hey, you know what, cool, I'm going to go put on some tack gear and shoot some paper targets. No, I'm going to get people out. And they're That's using every resource they have. That's it. That's it. They are. And, and it's, a, it's astounding. Like, for, as upset as I am to see what's happening, it has restored my faith in the American people. It has restored my faith in our certainly our, our military. And this nonsense about how it's the military is some kind of racist organization, uh, you know, is it is it is uh, it's disgusting. And 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 what our veteran population in particular is doing right now, uh, America should be very proud of. You know, you're seeing things that we've never I've seen more unity uh, yeah. in the community than I have in years. 
You know, yep. a lot of people were, were trying to build out their own kingdoms, their own this, their own that, trying to find their identities. But now that everybody has it, they're back on a mission. They're back on mission. They're back on point and they're doing it. They're not, they're not, you know, messing up and messing around and saying, oh, you know, we should have done this. They're doing it. Yeah. Politicians, um, we have fairly limited amount that have served in combat or in war or in the military. And if they have, a lot of them have drank, uh, drank the juice. They're yeah. not right now. We should have special sessions. Everybody call back from vacation. That damn Capitol building should be filled day and night till we figure out what's going on, what laws, what resolutions, what continuing resolutions, whatever needs to be done to expedite our immigration process for vetting people coming in, um, deploying forces, doing what we have to do. And now you hear it, to, it it's August 24th. We have, we're giving ourselves a timeline based on the Taliban again, of 831. Again, we're getting, again, I mean, we didn't learn our lesson in Vietnam. We didn't learn our lesson in Iraq. We didn't learn our lesson here. And when are we going to quit giving our agency away to politicians who are mouth breathers? Right. When are, when are we going to start as, as a people, as a citizenry, stop giving our agency? I mean, we're beating each other over the head with axe handles right now, Jason, because our guy, you know, didn't win or did win. And both of them, if either one of those cats to me was assigned as a teacher in my kids public school, I would change schools, either one of them. Right. And I feel that's how I feel. And I think a lot of Americans feel that way. Like, you know, uh, where's the leadership? That is even remotely uh, worthy of what our veteran population is doing right now to save these people. Like, where is it? I, I, I mean, I would love to see one leader that is not assigning blame at a political level. That is, you know, um, you know, yeah, I'm owning the decision. The buck stops with me. Uh, really? Like, I yeah. don't see no shit. There's, there is no owning this situation. And, and I, I wrote something the other day about, you know, I see a lot of politicians. I, let, I see a lot of talking heads getting on there and throwing out mean tweets and blame, blame, blame. Yeah. But you know, as well as I do, you have to make decisions, decisions, decisions. Hey, you might not get that full bird colonel. Yeah. You might not get that third star. You might not get that senior executive service in the Fed. You may not, may not, may not. You might not get a second term, but you have to make decisions. And sometimes those decisions aren't easy and they're not popular, but you have to do it. You do. And, and where, where are the decisions? Like, I mean, and the decisions that are, you know, there's a look, Jason, there's a cost, you know, when you go to the graveyard of empires and you leave the way we're leaving, look at what happened to the Soviet union after they did that, mm -hmm. you know, what befell them after they left, you know, was an internal collapse in their own structure, in their own moral fabric. And, and we are in danger right now of that happening to us. You know, our moral fabric was already in jeopardy based on a range of things, divisionism in this country and shadow tribalism. But now if we leave under these conditions and we do, if we allow this genocide to occur knowingly, this is beyond blood on our hands. There's a scene in my film where uh, Danny is confronting his senior officer about leaving the Afghans to be slaughtered. And um, I wrote this like four years ago, but Danny says to Smith, sir, we have blood on our hands. And Smith says, not me, Pat, no blood. Truth. And there it is. It's the absolute truth. Um, you've been in the service for years, 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 retired. 
um, special forces. You know what the deal, the real deal is. You know who gets promoted. You know who's the, these talking heads are on Twitter. They're on this or on that. Um, they all have their contracts, jobs set five, six years down the road. Um, not you know they do their year when they get off, so it doesn't look like they're you know whatever. But yeah, the, they're doing the same thing right now. I think something else is going to come out of this, and this is me being the optimistic person. Is I think you're going to find that these tribes are now going to grow into communities. These internal, we're seeing a lot of different people coming together. A lot of different people, you and me right now. I never have podcasts like this. I never speak out like this. I usually keep it nice and keel. We talk about whatever fluffy crap. You know, I, I'll talk about traffic. I'm going to talk about this. I'll talk about that. But this is this is reality. I think we're going to come together, and I, I think agree. a lot of different people are going to come together, but not the people you expect. I think you're going to see a genocidal type um, action by the Taliban. Absolutely. They're uh, evil people. Evil. They are. And and the other thing I would say to this is I, um, I do think you're right. I think we're seeing a level of leadership. You're seeing the veteran population assert its leadership the way that I've been praying for since I retired in 2013. Like we are seeing the veterans model for us what leadership looks like in this country. I, it is astounding. I wish people could go in these signal chat rooms and see the way our veteran population is showing up. I, it is uncanny. And, and you know, they're working hours like 14, 18, 20 hour days. They're not getting paid. They have jobs and they're doing this on their own time and they're pulling people out. We pulled like 27 people out today right? Using our network and got them on airplanes, not two pregnant women that were nine months pregnant, you know, and, and it is, it is unbelievable. And I think you're right. The other thing I would say is this, I would not be so quick to count the Afghan people out, you know, um, that we spent 20 years there and it wasn't for, for, for nothing to our gold star families and to our veteran population, whether you served in Iraq, whether you served in Vietnam, whether you served in Afghanistan, trust me, it mattered. And I'm not just saying that little boy whistling in the dark. I am saying I spent multiple tours there and the capacity that was built has not yet been felt, but it will. You know, you had the Arab Spring back in the day. You have when we first went there to Afghanistan, we didn't Afghani people didn't have social media. They didn't have access to communication. They didn't have access to freedom. I think what you're going to see is pull out. The regime comes back in, they're there. And I think you are going to see it's going to rise up again. I think the people will rise. I, I agree. I would, I would ask this, and this is, this is, this is huge. People are asking me all the time, what can I do? This is one of those times where a private public partnership, in other words, the American people and not just American people, Australian people, the Brits, like they're stepping up and they're doing things like we have, because of the relationships we've built, just Jason, and the and the networks that we have in that country, um, we're run. We're going to be running rat lines. <laughs> we're going. If you don't know what that is, it's informal mm-hmm. networks in the country that get stuff done. There are green berets that have already saddled up and gone back in the country right now. Um, uh, um, it's gonna. There's going to be a resistance, and there's going to be. We're going to continue to get people out of that country. And if you're watching this and you want to, you want to step up as an American and you want to, you want to contribute, there are all kinds of ways um, to contribute, uh, whether it's watching the film last out because the proceeds go to resettling Afghans, whether it's donating to no one left behind um, that are flying planes over right now and resettling Afghans. Like 
there's actually ways to get involved here in a very meaningful way. Uh, you can sponsor an Afghan family, right? I mean, there, there, there are some really cool things that allow us to define ourselves as Americans right now. You can go check on a veteran or a gold star family and you can say it mattered. And don't you let anybody tell you any different, right? You, you sit with them and be with them and let them know you love them. Like there are so many things we can do right now and people are doing it. And I don't know. I think you're right, man. I, it means a lot um, to, to see that happening. I think you're going to see, you know what? Last night, the VFW right down the road here, making collections they're they're dropping afghan families off at the airport right now and yes i've seen the mean tweets from you know here and there and these these pundits saying oh we're going to bring in more terrorists let me tell you something about vetting and let me tell you something about our southwest border our southwest borders were 50 50, 000 plus last month alone or maybe it was 45,000 plus last month alone coming from countries other than mexico other than central america we're not vetting that 50,000 we're not they're getting uh, blah, 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 all over here. Um, when you're talking about Afghan families and people who have helped us and we could vet them by saying, hey, you know what? This person here did help us. They did this. They did that. There's, they put the, their lives on stake to help us out. Um, for what? You know, if we're not going to take care of them. We saw this. And, and you know what? History repeats itself. People keep forgetting to read a book. Um, I know a ton, a ton of people, which is crazy. My, uh, my daughter's um, godmother was on a boat from Saigon. You know, her family fled. Uh, we don't want that same thing to happen. And if you want to bring up immigration and all this other BS right now, um, go to another podcast. Believe me, if anybody knows anything about immigration and everything knows about the, the southwest border, this border, that border, it, it's probably me. So really, let's take that variable out of it. Let's protect these people. Let's have them over here, give them their special visas, and let's integrate them into society like they were integrated over there working with us. These, these are people who proved themselves. You know why they're coming over here? Because they, they actually contributed to a society where they, they basically risked their life to either promote a level of democracy that wasn't there or they, they took a bullet for us or they or they fought alongside us. We vetted them over there multiple times. They're going to a third country to be vetted before they come to the United States, for God's sakes. I mean, like these people are they fought alongside U.S. service members. I mean, these are probably some of the most contributory citizens that we will ever have. And when I hear people say that kind of stuff, you know, well, let's talk about let's talk about vetting. OK, you come through the southwest border. You've never been. And I'm bringing up southwest border just because that's the metrics I'm using right now. Yeah, yeah. If you've never been encountered by law enforcement in your home country or this country or anywhere, if you've never been encountered by the IC, the intelligence community, you will not show up on a database. You will not. And there's 40, let's say one month, 45,000 people coming across the southwest border from other than Mexico, Central America. If they have not been sat down, interviewed, interrogated by a trained professional, you will not know if they are truly vetted. These people coming from Afghanistan, their biometrics, their data is in databases, our databases. We oh, yeah. have their databases. We have their information. We are vetting them before they come to the United States. And yes, if some do slip through the... Uh, the cracks, that's on us. And guess what? If they if, if if a bad actor wants to come to America, they just fly to Mexico. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's not a hard thing to do. I mean, you know, the cost of not bringing these people over and not getting them out 
will haunt us for the rest of our days as a nation. And you mark my words, we're going to be back in Afghanistan again, except this time it's going to be our kids fighting the war we didn't finish. Um, this is not, you know, it, it, there's nothing clean anymore about interventions. And I know we don't want people say, I don't want to get in the nation building business and stuff like that. But here's the thing. And the, and the film last out talks about this, you know, a place is either an at-risk strategic safe haven for terrorism or it's not. And mm-hmm. the best, and the best antibody to a global projected terror threat is a local population willing to push them out. And, and that's what Green Berets and SEALs mm-hmm. and infantrymen are able to do. So when we go to these, we have to do it. We have to go to these places and do that. Um, and to leave a, Afghanistan unfettered uh, in the hands of ISIS, Al-Qaeda, China, and Russia, I got to think it's probably not a good idea. Well, you know, a lot of people think the GWAT is over. The GWAT is not over. Just because you haven't seen an attack in our native land by a, a, a strategic attack, it's still there. ISIS is still there. Al-Qaeda still has a network. Different terrorists are still there to want to kill us. I'm not trying to say, hey, you know what? You got to you know, bar your windows up and keep your kids home. Terrorism is still there. Just because you have COVID, you have this, you have that, and everything else, and just because you have a fancy phone in your hand doesn't mean people don't want to kill us. Yeah. They do. It's still there. They want to kill Western civilization. They want to kill anybody that doesn't have their ideology. And a lot of times, yes, some terrorists, there is a good majority that will do it for money. So it's a profitable business to be in terrorism. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'm reading reports right now that are coming across from our network. Um that it, it things are falling apart, you know, and we're 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 leaving them, and and uh, it's it's one of the most heartbreaking things I've ever seen. Uh, it's a kick in the gut. It is absolutely a kick in the gut for the veteran population, the gold star population. Yeah. But I think there's going to be, you know, uh, there's going to be a different wave now. I think a lot of people are fed up with everything going on, and I think they're finally saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to step up. I'm going to do this. I got to step up." A lot of people are going to step up. Um, I even thought about running for Congress in a couple of years. Cause I'm like, you know what? We got to get do. some people got to get in there and do something because Hope you do. there, uh, there needs to be more leadership. We need to flush it. You know, um, who was it? Jack Carr. One of them wrote something today about flush these generals out, man. They've been, they've been in power too long, you know, and you know, I'm not going to name names, but you betray us. But, um, there's a lot of different people out there have been in power too long with their own little cronyism. Yeah. Nepotism, yeah. The cronyism is where it's at. They have their networks, and they all rise through the ranks. Yeah. Uh, I could bitch about that all day long, but it's a truth. Uh, everybody take a pause. Check out Last Out Film, Elegy of a Green Beret. Um, check out your, your – you know, you did a TED Talk on this. Unbelievable. Thanks, man. Um, Generosity of Scars is the name of the TED Talk. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, but check it out. Uh, GoFundMe, support it. You also have Hero's Journey, a nonprofit. Yeah, that's like our, that. all about helping warriors tell their story as they come home. Uh, and then we're going to need that. You know, storytelling heals the brain and heals the heart. Um, and right now we're even, you know, kind of pivoting the nonprofit to help with Afghan resettlement and telling that story. Uh, but what I would ask people more than anything else right now, Jason, is if you're looking for ways to help, one thing for sure um, is go to lastoutfilm.com and, you know, sign up on our mailing list. Cause we've got the stories coming out of the real stories about the war. And with that comes the community 
um, that we're that you can be part of for the long haul here. And as we start to come together and I, and I hope people will do that. It's a great community to go to lastoutfilm.com and and really keep this story alive because our veterans are hurting. Our Gold Star families are hurting. Our Afghan uh, families are hurting. Um, and we need to tell the story. People need to understand what happened. And this film really does that. Film does it. Film is a healing process. Believe me. How many of us escape into a film? How many of us escape into books? That's why I have a book club. I'm doing a book club tonight. Um, and this story is also told by Afghan veterans and military family members. Like there's no, you know, it, the people in the film, including myself, are we're actors, but we're also combat veterans. And so we have a very special perspective to tell this story. And Scott, when this is um, when we get some uh, time to sit down and talk, I want to have you back on the show. I want to talk about your acting. I want to talk about your career. I want to talk about more. But right now, I, you know, I'm fired up. You're fired up. Let's, you know, Afghanistan is where it's at. Um, everybody take a look at the last out film, Elegy of a Green Beret. Scott, I really appreciate coming on, man. I want to have you back on again real soon. Love and that. I want to keep in contact with you, brother. Okay, Jason. Thanks so much.